Welcome back. Thanks for being with us this hour on The Takeaway. I'm Todd Zwillick. You know that old saying, laughter is the best medicine? It isn't. But that doesn't mean it doesn't work at all. There is some evidence that it might help. Humor is important. When you're finding things funny, it does these wonderful things for you of shifting your perspective. It has cardiovascular effects. So I think that these findings, I hope that they are part of a new wave of research on humor and its possibilities for happiness and for health. That is psychologist Dr. Belinda Campos. She's part of this week's episode of The Science of Happiness. We visit with The Science of Happiness podcast every week to try out a different happiness exercise, training the brain to help you be just a little bit happier. Well, this week we're looking at the three funny things exercise. So the idea here, of course, is pretty simple. At the end of the day, write down three funny things that happened to you or that you saw and then reflect on them. Dacker Keltner is the host of The Science of Happiness, and he says you have to go for three because one laugh just isn't enough. In large part, you need three funny things because, you know, laughter and mirth and amusement is one of the great human achievements. And regrettably, you know, work by Robert Provine and other people who have been interested in humor and laughter shows, you know, we're kind of living lives where we lose sight of the absurd and what's funny and what's, what's worthy of laughter in our lives. You know, one of my favorite findings in the laughter literature, just to justify why we should practice three funny things, is, you know, there are studies that show that little kids laugh, you know, dozens, hundreds of times a day. And a middle-aged adult like me might laugh once every 10 days, and it's one of these existential laughs where your life is falling apart, you know. So (laughs) I feel in the science of happiness, one of the most underappreciated virtues is humor and mirth and funny things. Well, your guinea pig for this week, Dacker, is James Cleveland. Uh, what's James's story? James is a fascinating guy. Um, you know, he had this high-powered job and kind of was out in the woods early in his life. And he realized, like, he was working too hard. He was losing touch with his body. He was traveling all the time. And he wasn't doing what he really wanted to do in the world. Um, and so he's he made this big transition where now he runs this program that gets kids – Uh, who often don't get a chance to get outdoors, to get outdoors, enjoy the benefits of nature. And the other thing he realized is he he wanted a family. He wanted to have kids who are not only the great source of conflict in life, but also funny things. Not every moment is funny in my day, but what I'm discovering that even during a long, hard day, there are moments of happiness to pay attention to. I started to see patterns, like the patterns of my funny moments are about my family. And this is what's so uh, poignant about the episode is one of his funny things is this exchange he has with his daughter where she dresses up as uh, in kind of royal garb and calls James a queen. I don't know if kings have wands. Oh. Am I a queen or a king? A queen. I'm a queen? Oh, a queen. I'm a queen. <laughs> and you're a princess? Yeah, it's a star. With a star wand? And cookies? Yeah, cookies. No, I hold the cookies while you're a king, Daddy. Oh, so I'm a king again. Great. And what's really wonderful about that observation is, you know, we know that play and humor is fundamental to in, in the development of the child, right? So young kids start playing with words at 18 months. They start taking on dramatic characters at age three or four. They become princesses and dragons and gladiators and so forth. And those capacities for play and humor and mirth not only teach them how to handle stress and to connect and collaborate, but they 
teach kids how to perspective take and think about other people's perspectives and and find empathy. So uh, it was a really wonderful moment in the in his, James's description. Well, every episode, Dacker has your expert scientist to come on and, and explain a little bit of the psychological or even the neuropsychological phenomenon that's that's behind all this. Uh, Dr. Belinda Campos joined you. She's a professor of psychology at UC Irvine. Uh, Dr. Campos says that some scientists in Zurich took the three funny things exercise and put it to the test. What did they find? Well, you know, a lot of these happiness practices are really ways of rethinking a day, of, of sort of framing an interaction. And in Zurich, Willibald Rook and colleagues had people do this three funny things uh, where they just sort of think about three funny things. And they found that it improved well-being, right, compared to the right control conditions. Yeah. So the study was really interesting. It examined five different humor-based activities. And what the authors were interested in studying is which of these interventions seem to have the most pronounced effect on happiness, both you know, immediately thereafter, short-term effects, as they call them, and up to three to six months later. And so one of the things that they were able to find is that the three funny things was consistently the most potent indicator of happiness changes all the way six months after the intervention. What does it do for us when we laugh, when you throw your head back and you really feel it from the belly? Uh, yeah, it feels good. I think we all know that. There's a reason why comedy is a multi-billion dollar industry. What's it doing for us mentally? What does it do for us in the brain? So what we know from the laughter studies is that when you laugh, you exhale deeply. You never laugh. And you're, <laughs> you know, you inhale. It's, it doesn't even sound like a laugh. And when we exhale deeply, it actually calms the stress-related regions of your sympathetic autonomic nervous system, which elevate blood pressure and heart rate and the like. So it calms your body. The other thing that scientists have been really interested in is laughter kind of puts you into this cooperative state. And there's studies that show my laughter is contagious, spreads to other people. My laughter kind of creates this context with other people where we're saying, let's collaborate or cooperate or take things lightly. I think that this has been really understudied. In other studies that we've done, we find that humor, for example, shared humor, makes people feel closer than if they have the same experience by themselves. We find that humor is linked to psychological well-being. The studies of others have shown that humor helps you recover faster in terms of cardiovascular activity or st after stress. So I think that these findings, I hope that they are part of a new wave of research on humor and its possibilities for happiness and for health. Gosh, Dacker, I don't know. You know, I've always thought of myself as uh, sort of the ham among some of my friends. They would probably disagree, frankly. They all think they're the hams. I, don't, I, I feel like I'm the most valuable player in my friend group now because I'm always making everybody laugh. I do great impressions, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's so interesting. We did this one study that, that Belinda was part of. You know, we, we looked at like when you get around with your friends, you get into groups, you start telling funny stories. And you may even be joking about each other and embarrassing each other. It doesn't seem like it's that consequential, right? And yet it's one of these powerful human universals when we get together friends around a campfire, you know, we go out to a bar, whatever it is. And what this research that Belinda's been part of is there is a lot of gravitas and benefits to having hams in your midst, right? When we laugh together, we calm down. When we laugh together, 
through the imitations and funny stories, we feel a sense of common cause and camaraderie. Uh, we uh, feel like we're part of a stronger group. And so part of the message of the three funny things is there are actually really serious sides to humor and laughter that we shouldn't lose sight of. It's good for the body. Dacher Keltner is professor of psychology at UC Berkeley and host of the Science of Happiness podcast, co-produced by the Greater Good Science Center, NPRI. Dacher, thanks so much. Thank you, Todd. Happy talk, keep talking, happy talk. talk well, you can find information on all of the happiness exercises that we've covered on The Takeaway, along with instructions if you want to take part at home. It's all on the website at thetakeaway.org slash happiness. I told Dacker there that I'm pretty good at impressions. And sometimes if you want to make your friends laugh, you have to give them a good impression of the people you cover. Thanks so much for listening. Have a happy Wednesday. I'm Bert. I'm Todd Zwillick. This is The Takeaway. Talk about a bird Learning how to fly Making all the music he can make PRI Public Radio International Since WNYC's first broadcast in 1924, we've been dedicated to creating the kind of content we know the world needs. In addition to this award-winning reporting, your sponsorship also supports inspiring storytelling and extraordinary music that is free and accessible to all. To get in touch and find out more, visit sponsorship.wnyc.org.